Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Going to talk about electric vehicles now. And uh, whenever we talk about electric vehicles, uh, a, a number of you jump on the text line to point out all the shortcomings in the process and where we are in terms of electric vehicles. And there's no question there are some issues around these. Well, Diane Francis, a columnist with the National Post, recently put together a piece that echoes a lot of the things that you're talking about. She joins us now to get into some of the issues that we're facing when it comes to the electrical vehicle movement. Uh, Diane, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. So you, you you took a look at some of the work that's being done and and some of the data that's out there and and I guess basically it is you know we 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 put a lot of stock in electric vehicles but we don't talk a lot about some of the issues that they present. Correct? Absolutely correct. Um, look, the the problem with the the electric vehicle is only as clean as the as as the source of the power you plug it into. Right. And if you've got a, if you're living in the U.S., mid most of the U.S. or all of China, virtually, or India, or much of Europe and and parts of Canada, if your power source is being generated with coal, we know coal is not the cleanest of fuels, and all you're doing is you're creating a coal car instead of a gasoline car, and your emissions will be um, much higher than they would be with an internal combustion engine. So. You know, there's no magic in the vehicle itself. Right. Uh, in addition to that, um, I interviewed uh, Bjorn Lomborg, who's a climate expert out of Denmark, and he put, made a couple of other points, and that is the batteries that are used in electric vehicles uh, use cobalt and lithium, and I think it's cobalt or lithium, one or the other, uh, that is, is most 70% of it comes from, uh, you know, uh, Congo, the Republic of Congo or the Demo- I don't know which of the Congos, but an African country where children are mining it in terrible conditions. And then the other problem is the battery, the, the materials are, are mined by children. And then the batteries are mostly made in China and fabricated in factories, which are coal-fired, coal-powered, as is the whole assembly. So, you know, I mean, there's no magic in the electric car. Today, um, but we're not talking about electric cars now. I mean, we are in some cases, but I'm I'm wondering, you know, isn't part of the process here, we we know that coal is being phased out, has been largely phased out in Canada, China even talking about phasing out coal. So isn't that part of the progression here? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. But but if you're plugging your, uh, if you're plugging in a vehicle, and and uh, your your power is coming from coal. You're not doing the climate any sure. good. In fact, you're doing a worse job. And I don't believe a word of it. I think coal is the lifeblood for the developing world. And China can can announce. You know what what's going on with all of this is that countries, including Canada, say you know we're going to be net zero by 2040. We're going to be net zero by 2060. Politicians love to make promises yep. that far in advance because they never will be held accountable. There'll be nobody in 2060 saying, well, you promised it and you didn't do it. Look, China just reopened 75 coal mines. 
They did. They were a no-show to the conference. China has not got a choice but to use coal. It thinks at this point. And so to think that this is going to magically change. And by the way, there are ways to have clean coal, which I don't understand why that isn't being discussed, too. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I mean, there's this discussion. We like a lot of it. You're right. The politicians love to come out with these proclamations and say we're going to do this and it's going to change the world. Um, and we are in a position right now where a lot of these things can't happen today. But the question is, did you put to any of these climate scientists that you spoke with um, when we're talking about you know electric vehicles by 2035 in Canada or phasing this out by 2015 net zero? What the reality may be like 30 years from now? And or do you think we'll still just be utterly dependent on coal? I mean, Alberta's talking about mining lithium for these batteries. So it's not just the Congo that's using lithium for batteries. Well, we don't use children to mine lithium. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but 70%, 70% of the stuff is coming from African today, countries where children, children are put in mines. That's the reality. But here's the point. The point is that I also ran an earlier column that questioned the fact that the the UN climate panel um, in August issued a report that said that their their hysterical claims of three years before were wrong, and that the global warming is not going to be six degrees if nothing happens. Who said it was? But it's degrees. more like it's it's downgraded to like one point six percent possibly by the end of the century. Wait a minute, wait a Diane, who said six degrees? I've never heard that before. Two point seven is the outside of everything. I quoted the report. I quoted no well that's that's the most recent one, but that's on the high end. It's one point six to two point seven from a base of the beginning of the industrial revolution. Not from now. I mean this is what has not the media has grabbed it. They don't understand the science. And, and the point is that there's a lot of alarmism and hysteria over this. I think that's, that's just, you know, absolutely incorrect. So what I'm saying is that uh, you've got a situation where the warming is not as bad as, as people think. I'd point people to the column I did quoting Lomborg and the Wall Street Journal and other sources about the fact that they climbed down from this really alarmist six-degree thing and code red and all that nonsense. So, you know, I think cooler heads have to prevail. Frankly, if people are concerned about the climate, all you do is move into a smaller house, don't drive, don't fly, put your thermostat down in the winter and keep it down in the summer, don't use air conditioning, and don't have children. That's, that's the solution. Okay. You know, and and nuclear power. 
that's the other thing. Yes. I don't understand why nuclear power, which has no emissions, isn't the poster boy for the environmentalists. But they're just, they're destructive. I don't know what they want. I agree with you, Diane, on the nuclear. Uh, op- that has to be part of the discussion. Uh, it's all t- I appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much for your time today, Diane. Appreciate okay. it very much. Okay. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, that's Diane Francis, a columnist with National Post.